from the dysfunctional release that is docking with the shadows of life and uh, docking uh, is going out on tour starting in march with the lynch mob i guess uh that too is getting some traction uh with um you know the the fans you know they want to see george and don on the sharing the same stage and you know doing what they do and i you were just kind of telling me an interesting story there uh jim bob about uh being in college radio oh yeah and and being you know inter you you interviewed don for their what was it the dysfunctional tour i think he was just doing demos for it okay um i was uh i inherited the metal show on my college radio station and uh i i really i didn't have a lot of extracurriculars uh, and I was a commuter student on a mostly residential campus, but that was the one activity that I was very interested in. And you had to do their air, you know, be part of their air staff and do their, what it show. but long story short, there are guys that did the metal show already and they are graduating. And then I inherited it the next semester. I see. And I, so I had um, two hours once a week and called the metal show. I got all the CD and promo and I had to report to college music journal, what I was playing. And, uh, you know, I was playing stuff I liked, and and uh, I was had a venue to do interviews. It wasn't something that I'd ever done before, but I'm like, yeah, let's do some radio interviews and make this interesting. So I'm playing songs all the time, and uh, I, and you got to interview Don. I did. Is that you, Don? Hey, bundle, how you doing? Buddy? <laughs> hey. Well, I'm sitting here with my uh, my fill in co-host James tonight, and he was Hi. telling me a story how he interviewed you when he was in college on college radio. I remember I got your phone number, and it was your, your home phone number that somebody gave me, and I'll, I can I can rat him out now. It was uh, Jorg Dysinger from Bonfire said yeah why don't you call don and it was like your personal home phone number and you said dude call me back at the studio number i'll talk to you and i was just like i was just a kid i was like 18 years old huge docking fan but i you know it was like uh, everything's grungy and i i you just talked to me on the air for probably a good 25 minutes just updating me and what was going on and you're recording demos um, uh, it was cool. I still have that tape somewhere. I digitized it and put it on a on a like a CDR somewhere in my archives that are in some basement box somewhere. But I still got it. Every time I move, I, I come across it. it. It's hard to shut me up with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Don. Uh, you know, I I saw you uh, over the Nam weekend, and you know, saw you with uh, you know, get your. Uh, award there at the heavy metal hall of fame induction ceremony and and uh you know obviously you're recovering from your surgery from back in november and and your um your rehab is going well and you're doing well and uh you're getting yourself in shape for the upcoming tour yeah i mean the first the first you know run is three in a row i i've never really liked to do three in a row but uh i i'm gonna see if I can pull off three in a row. I usually do two on a day off, but, you know, we're going to do three in a row with the Lynch, and uh, and if I can make it through three in a row, then uh, it's game on, and we'll do the whole tour. We're booked through October. Yeah, I think it was a little early when I did. I mean, I, I, I'm totally honored to get the award, but uh, I, I'm not sure it was a good call for me to sing that night because <laughs> I was still... This thing that night, I think between the the weakness and uh, too many Jack Daniels, I was really wasn't in good shape. 
But, uh, you know, it was great. You know, my kids were there and my chick. And, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's like, uh, as they say, it's, I'd say it's, you know, it's like 1% a day improvement. That's all I really can say. I mean, and like I posted earlier, I mean, my hand or my arms has nothing to do with my singing, you know. I mean, I can go on stage and sing. I'm just, I'm now become a lefty. <laughs> I'm right-handed, man. And it's a learning curve when you have to do everything with your left hand as far as eat and put your clothes on and get, and drive the car with your left hand. It's a, it's a bit weird, but, you know, but, yeah, the, the right hand, you know, and the arm will, it's, yeah, honestly, truth be known, it's probably going to be a year, you know, before it's, back you know and but that's better than never so uh i'm on the men and uh and the problem is mostly is i'm lazy you know i have to do i have to do physical therapy three days a week occupational therapy twice a week you know i gotta get on the bicycle three times a day and pedal my ass off in this stationary bike build up my leg strength so i can stand on stage for nine minutes and i'm a lazy guy so it's, it's hard you know yep. but i'm doing it i have no choice it's, yeah, I have no choice. So, and luckily, I have such great people around me between the eight million doctors and my family and everything, pushing me to, you know, lift weights and get on the bike and walk the dogs and, you know, and get out and do something, you know, just to kind of build up my body strength. But uh, I confess, uh, I never imagined that when I committed to this crazy surgery with 13 screws and two plates in my neck and my spine, that there would be so much trauma, you know. But a lot of people have reached out to me, which is really nice, that have had these surgeries and said, Dude, like Chris, you know, yeah. it takes time. You don't, you don't get out of the hospital and two months later you're like, okay, I'm all good. You know, it doesn't work that way. Chris said he took him a couple of years. So uh, it is what it is, and, uh, you know, but then I see stuff on the Internet, you know, it's like I'm on my deathbed, and I'm like, no, actually I'm driving and hiking with the dogs, and, you know, I got my cane, and, you know, I'm out there and about. It's just, it's just a really, uh, it was a bit of a shock, honestly, when I came out of surgery and, you know, who goes in a surgery and wakes up and they're completely paralyzed? A bit of a shock. You know? Yeah. Well, so, you're, you're just, on you're on the mend, and and I, you know, I did spend yeah. some time with you, uh, you know, a few weeks back, and we had dinner and we yeah. hung out at the awards, and you get around just fine. And, you know, yeah, you know, you had, you had to carry me on your back. I'm sorry about that. But, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you had to drag. You had to push me in the little wheelie car. But. <laughs> But you know the worst row was fun, and you know you know you saw me. I'm I'm getting around. You know, it's just that I can't play guitar, and that's my biggest sadness. You know, that I that I've been playing guitar for my whole life, fifty years, and um, I can only you know think positive and hope that someday again I'll get to play guitar again. But I got John Levin, so who the fuck needs to play guitar? Exactly. You know, so. So I'm just going to go out and tour and sing, and and uh, everything's good. It's a, I'm just every day I wake up and things are a little bit better, you know. 
I can uh, do this or I can do that. But it was pretty weird. You know, I've always been an independent person. And when you can't open a bottle of water, you know, or pull up your pants or put your socks on, it was a little weird. So, but every day, you get these little, you get these little, uh, little victories, you know, like the other day I put my socks on. I was like, I put my socks on all by myself. This is fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this. I'm getting better. I put my socks on all by myself. You know, it's kind of weird, you know, but yeah, I'm on the mend and we've got, we're booked till October. I mean, we got a lot of shows coming up, you know, and Lynch reached out to me and says, how are things going? Are you going to be okay? And I said, uh, I don't sing with my hand. I'm not. A, you know, I'm not. A, I don't. I don't do mime. Yeah, you're not Helen so, Keller, right? <laughs> I don't have a hand puppet. <laughs> so you know, I'll be. I'll be to you know do the tour and everything like that. I just I can't play guitar. I own it, and uh, I'm sure people will probably notice when I'm on stage. If they look at my hand, they'll be like, "What the hell?" You know, it's all swollen and you know kind of fucked up looking and you know but that's the way it goes man could have been worse look so many people this year I I was listening to Ozzy's interview about having Parkinson's and and how he played New Year's Eve his last show last year and he did a face plant you know he walked off the stage and fractured a few vertebrae in his spine and he had to have surgery and when he woke up he said his arm was paralyzed partially, his leg was partially paralyzed. And I go, I feel your pain, brother. I feel your pain. <laughs> you know? But you know, and and what's so beautiful about someone like Ozzy, you know, he's got he's got all these problems and, and he's got Parkinson's now and and he is damn determined to go back on tour and get back on stage and I really really give him a lot of kudos for that. His, determination is like I'm going back on the road as Sharon said he's got to go back on the road he's driving me crazy <laughs> well you know the the one thing that Ozzy um, you know has over you is that that you've never been a drug user and you know obviously Ozzy has had no. his bouts with drugs I mean obviously you've said it here on the show many times that your drug of choice is a Jack and Coke and you know even that doesn't get out of control so you know, Ozzy. No. You know, Ozzy. Obviously, older than you as well, and uh, he's yeah. he's his body has battled a lot more substances than you ever have, and yet he's still out there trooping it out. You know, he's still out there doing it. You know, he's got his teleprompters, but you know, Ozzy when he was young, I think the fact that he's older than me and he came from a little bit of a different era. I mean, shit, I was in high school when I was listening to Sabbath. You know. And that was during those during that time when it was just excess, you know, drop acid, coke, drink, so you pass out and pee your pants. I mean, it was a different era, you know. And and he was from that era, and I, you know, and I guess I was kind of from that era too, in the eighties. But it like you like we you know me a long time, you know. It, it just wasn't my thing, you know. I just I just didn't want to get hot. I didn't want to. I just didn't want to get high, and I just didn't want to do it. And I've always, luckily, I call myself a functioning alcoholic, you know. I have my Jack and Cokes, and when I feel a buzz, I stop. You know? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not really into, like, falling down, you know, drunk and, like, going into the wrong room. And, well, I'm like, <laughs> it, it never, which a few of my band members, 
of late have done. You know, Chris was a drinker, McCarvel. Yeah. And uh, I, I was so happy to respect for him. I guess I can tell this story. We played in England a couple years ago, and he started, he started to stay at the venue and go watch other bands, and he got really hammered. And he, and he forgot what the name of the hotel was, because, you know, there's like English, you know, the court of da-da-da. He couldn't remember the name of the hotel, didn't know where it was, didn't have a card with him that says, and any musician knows, if you're going to go out and get party, you always take the address of the hotel. Yeah. So you just put it, give it to the cab driver and go, take me here. And he couldn't find his way back, and he ended up in the wrong hotel and ended up sleeping on the couch, and, and uh, he said, I'm done. And that's been almost three years, and he hasn't drank a drop since. He just woke up and said, I'm done. And, and he hasn't drank a drop since. So right. I really have a lot of respect for him, you know. And not only that, he but went, but he lost a lot of weight, too. Yeah, and he got skinny, man. He, you know, him and his, he went on that keto diet and started just doing high protein and dropped a bunch of weight and made me feel fat. And so <laughs> I got on it, too. And, you know, so now I'm on the, I'm doing a thing called the Freshly, where they actually deliver your food to you. And it's like, cooked the day before they send it out FedEx and it's all like fresh and so I'm on it too you know I got you know I, I, I look at a pizza and I just run the other direction so but it's hard when you get older you know shit doesn't come off like it used to you know yeah so but uh, I feel good you know the tour I just I'm just really hoping in like three and a half weeks that honestly I just want to build up my leg strength because I'm a little wobbly, you know, and I don't want people saying, oh, Don's fucking wasted on stage, and that's not it, you know, I just, my legs are weak, and my hips are weak, and my back is weak, because, you know, they cut the hell out of me, man, they, the doctor said it took them two hours to cut through my shoulder blades, and I was like, oh, that must have been fun, so uh, they really, they really whacked me pretty good, so I just want to be up here to go up there and, and entertain, and and sing well and not be stumbling around the stage and and you know what i saw dave Grohl did a whole tour in a chair uh axel rose did a tour in a chair you know and if i get tired you know after a couple songs i'm gonna go sit on the drum riser and take a break and sing a few songs that's all that's all i can do man well i know that the fans are looking forward to seeing the tour i mean i get emails and texts and things it's like is this tour happening is this act happening are we gonna actually see lynch mob and docking together it's like yeah it's happening so you know you're it's happening i talked to george he's on george is on a cruise right now with that rock and roll yeah the the, the rock cruise yeah they got the coronavirus yeah, yeah. yet <laughs> that the one parked Probably. off of japan yeah, probably. It's kind of, that thing's scary, man. I mean, every day the number doubles, you know, how many people have got it. And if you're on a cruise, can you imagine going on a cruise for five days? And they said, no, you have to stay on the boat for a month. Yeah, <laughs> especially a rock We're cruise. The drama that would ensue after about a week of being stuck in a room would be with... All the all the eighties, you know, tour bus shit talking and stuff would now have a new venue that'd for be, that. That'd be hilarious. A bunch of rockers quarantine on a bus, I mean a boat, and then they run out of alcohol. Then it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, we're, we're, out, of, we're out of jack. 
Had to airlift that no more stuff. Jack. People will be jumping ship. <laughs> Swim for sure. I got to get to my my time. Well, well, Don, I know that you're not a fan of the rock cruises. I, you know, uh, no. I know that you haven't done those, and I know that you really have no desire to do those. What What is it no. that? What is it about a rock cruise that you know you you'd rather turn down and go? You know, that's not my thing. Um, honestly, you know, it they present it. They've been trying to get me on those things for years, and they kind of present it as like. You know, let's go this rock cruise. You'll have a great room, and you'll be in a boat and free food, and there'll be like all these people, and and it'll be really cool and the beautiful sun. And you go to the Bahamas and lay on the beach, and it's gonna be great. You're only gonna be gone six days, and I'm like, did you just say six days? Because <laughs> you got to fly from L.A. or New Mexico, wherever I am now, go to Florida. That's five hours. Get on the boat, spend the night, get on the boat. That's a day. Then it's a day over. That's two days. Then you play the show three days. You stay a day. That's four days. And a day back, five days. Then you got to fly home. That's six days. And I'm like, why would I want to be gone for a week to do a show? I mean, it's not a, I'm sorry. I'm selfish, I guess. You know, I just don't see myself. And the worst thing is, I'm not, you know, me, I'm pale. I don't lay in the sun. I don't lay on the beach. I lay on the beach for about five minutes and I get sick. I literally just feel like throwing up. I don't like the sun. I don't like to lay on the beach. Um, you know, the darkest I ever was, which I, I look at this magazine. Uh, I can't remember the name of the magazine. I was on the cover of the first issue holding a birthday cake. Oh, Rip, Rip Magazine. Rip. Yeah, Lawn Friend. Lawn Friend, yeah, and that was this magazine. And I was on the first issue, and I am so dark. It looks like I did a spray tan or I sprayed, put makeup on my face. And, it's, and I didn't. I went to, uh, I went to Tahiti and, uh, after the Moss uh, Rock Tour, and I there for 10 days. And because I'm part Indian, I guess, I just got super brown and tanned, you know. I just came back all brown. But... Uh, I went to the island of Boring, Bora Bora, and after about five days, I called it the island of Bora Bora, a Boring Boring. <laughs> There's nothing to do there. You just, if you're not with a chick, or you're a lady or something, you, you just lay on the beach, you feed the sharks, you go eat, you drink Mai Tais, you go back and lay on the beach, do some snorkeling. Now what do I do for the next 10 days? You know, it's not, it's so... That experience reminded me of this rock cruises going to the Bahamas. And I've had good people tell me it's fun. And, you know, you go out and meet all the fans and this and that and blah, blah. And I have no problem with that. But, and I guess maybe, and also, I guess, honestly, it's a financial thing. I mean, the, money, the, the these bands play for peanuts. And I just don't see myself going on a rock cruise for a buck when I could be home with my dogs hiking on my estate, you know, yeah. up in the mountain, the trees, you know, I'd be up in my 12 acres hiking around with the dogs and, and hanging out and, you know, writing songs and, and there's so much, I just don't, I, I just, it's just not, it doesn't interest me. And if you're, and if you want me to go on that cruise, um, unfortunately there's some bands that play those cruises and I know what they make you know, what the paycheck is. And then 
when they tell me what they want to offer me, it's not even close to those other bands. So I find it a little bit insulting, and I just say no, you know? Yep. So that's, it's not, it's not just a money. I don't give a shit about money. I don't need money. But it's just a matter of respect. And um, if you're going to have docking on a cruise and make a boatload of money, I mean, then be respectful and pay us what we're worth, you know? Right. But uh, I just can't see myself on a boat. Uh, John went on a cruise last year with his family, and he's like, dude, don't ever put me on a boat again. <laughs> <laughs> he was trapped, you know? He does, John's not a boat guy, you know? And Chris and BJ are like, yeah, even BJ's done it. And he says, yeah, it's good for about a day and a half. And then you're like, you just want to jump overboard. Right. So, no, no offense to the other bands. I hope they have a great time. And the the promotion is, you can bring your wife and your kids and your mom and your grandma and it's going to be great and we'll give you the rooms and that's that's kind of the that's kind of the the pitch you know well unfortunately my family's all passed away so you know I only got my kids left and they're not interested you know you know Tyler's a pilot he's flying all over the damn place and Jessica's busy and with her shit and I just don't that's why I don't do the rock cruises I just it just seems like it's not it's not one concert. It's six days of madness. Yeah. And if I was a drinker and if I want to get drunk every day and get shit faced and hang out with the fans till they carry me back to my room, I might do it. But that's not <laughs> the way I roll. You know, so I'm just gonna have to pass, you know. Yeah. Nobody likes waking up and you peed yourself in the middle of the night. It just sucks, you know. Yep. <laughs> Well, uh, the fans in uh, Biloxi, uh, El Paso, and Midland, Texas will be able to uh, see you back on the road again in March, March 6th through the yep. uh, 8th. And, uh, of course, you'll yep. be in St. Charles, uh, Illinois on March 28th. Yep. And, uh, you know, kicking off the tour early, the touring circuit early uh, in March. So, um, you know, we're it's trying... An interesting year. 2020 is going to be interesting because, you know, I, we tour a lot, but, you know, it's literally we have like, I think I have like 40 offers right now to, to play. And I don't, I think it's a bit ambitious, but we usually don't do that a year. We usually do like 20, 25 shows, 30 years shows a year. But then again, Jeff Pilsen plays in Foreigner. He does like 100 shows a year. How he does it, I don't know. I said, Jeff, how do you play 100 shows a year? And he had a hip replacement. And God bless him, he took off like two months, he was right back on the road. So everybody's got their stamina and everybody's got their desires. But I I guess at my age, I don't want to be disrespectful to any of the fans, I want to play for them. But there are other things in life that I want to do is except sit in an airport, bunch <laughs> through TSA, you know. And it's, uh, you know, it gets a little tedious. Just fly, get off the plane, go to the show, go to sound check. You've been out on the road with us. We're just going, 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 do the show. Okay, guys, you got four hours of sleep. We got to get up at six. We got to drive two hours of the band back to the airport, get on the plane, go to the next show. Okay, and you got two hours, go to sound check. And that goes on all month long, and you get worn down. And because of what happened with my surgery, um, uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, you know. Um, you know, I'm I'm you know, I'm on the mend, and 
I've lost a lot of my, um, how do I put it? Uh, I've lost a lot of my body strength. So I'm just working and doing the best I can. And I think the best thing to do is go on the road, you know, and sing and play and walk around the stage and get myself together. So I'm hoping for the best. And uh, I think everything kind of got blown out of proportion that I was, you know, done for. And I'm like, well, like we said, I don't sing with my hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I've already figured it out. Actually, I came up with a pretty cool invention. Since I can't hold a mic, a microphone in my hand, even my left hand's very weak. So I bought a glove, and I put like some Velcro on the inside of the glove, and I put some Velcro on the microphone, so I can actually grab the microphone and it sticks to my hand, so I can sing and I can put it back on the mic stand. So. Let's hope that works out okay. <laughs> well, you got to be inventive, but I think you'll be fine. I, I, I saw you, like I said, about three weeks ago, and I had dinner with you, and, and uh, you know, you were moving around just fine. And if you didn't yeah. if you didn't even realize it, prior to the um, Hall of Fame Awards, we stood. Now, you didn't even sit down. You stood in that bar for four hours. I know, and that's your fault. I know it is my fault. I took uh, I took full uh, responsibility for that. But my point is, is that you stood for four hours. You didn't even sit down the whole time. No, I didn't. I just you know, just like have a cocktail. We just have a cocktail. The most, my regret, if I have any regrets about the whole thing, because my daughter, my beautiful daughter Jessica was there, and Jennifer was there, and they were all decked to the nine yards, and you know we had cocktails for four hours at the bar, but I didn't eat all day. So by the time I got to the awards and sat down at the table, all of a sudden I thought, you know, I'm feeling a little buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter, Jessica's going, Dad, you look, are you okay? I go, yeah. She goes, you look like you're, you're drunk. And I said, I'm headed there. <laughs> and and she, re she got up and went and got me a big bowl of pasta and go, right. eat this right now. <laughs> so I ate the pasta and when I did my award and, Got you know said my speech and and then she says you're not going to play are you you're not going to sing are you and I went dad you've only been out of the hospital like you know eight weeks and I said well let's give it a shot let's you know I'll see what happens and I pulled it off and you know so like you said I stood at the bar for four hours so I'm pretty sure I can pull off a ninety minute show yeah sure but no no drinking on this tour boy we're doing a dry tour so we've all agreed it's going to be a, a coffee tour. Because I can't, I can't drink. I just can't, you know. If I have one drink, then it, it completely affects me, and I feel weakness and I feel unstable. So that's. If you want to quit drinking, then go have spinal surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a dry tour for me. But it's been almost what? How, what was the last time I was on tour? Like eight months ago? Yeah, it was. It was October. Uh, wow. That's right. I did the last show right before I went in the hospital. Yeah. And I just I just got back from L.A. finishing the last four songs on this crazy record we're doing. Uh, the record company wants it. It's unreleased tracks. Uh, two from 1977. Two from 1979. Two from 1980. And I think two from 1982. With George, I mean... It's all songs that were never, ever released. One person put it out, that Back on the Streets album, and that was just stolen demos of mine that some son of a bitch in Hamburg stole.
sold and made like a million bucks off of this. So I took the record, remastered it, and found all these old songs from way, way, way back when I was like 24 years old and fixed them up and cleaned them up and, you know, just found the masters and remixed them. So that's going to be coming out um, for this tour probably by June. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. So the fact is I've been in the studio all week, you know, doing that. And Monday I'm going to sing the vocals and finish it up and mix it. So spiritually, I feel good. And when I sing and I get to play guitar, I mean, or be with John and, and guide him through the guitar tracks and all that, I, I'm happy. You know, when I'm in a studio, I'm on my happiest. But it's really, it really sucks when I can't play guitar because my hand's paralyzed. You know, I have to hum everything to John. But, you know, as a guitar player, if you hum it to him, it's a bit weird. Yeah. You know, I, I have to go D, 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 G, 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 A, A, pushing F minor seventh. <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, okay, give me a minute. <laughs> but John's a quick study. But I said, dude, John and I have been together 20 years now, and he's so used to him and I playing guitar together and I show him my ideas, and I show him my riffs, and, and he always takes it to the next level. But, yeah, it's frustrating. When I can't pick up a guitar and play, it, it, it's uh, it's a bit tough. So I just have to sing it to him. But John's a smart guy. So we got through it. We got the four, uh, last four songs done. There's going to be ten songs on the new album, a bonus track for Japan. I don't know what they're going to call the album. I'm going to warn people that, you know, this is not like our typical high fidelity, Don's neurotic, anal, you know, mixing for a month, <laughs> like Broken Bones that took nine months. We're just going to put these songs out there as a retrospective of my career. And uh, the two of the songs on the record, I, ha I, I can't listen to them because when I hear them, I sound like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I mean, really, do I sound like Mickey Mouse? I think Michael Wagner punked me. I think he sped those songs up. You know, sped them up a little bit to get more juice out of them. Right. I'm like, dude, I had a high voice in the when I was in my twenties, but I never sang that high, and not high, just trebly and kind of Mickey Mouseish. You know, I think Michael sped the tape up a little bit. So, it, but it's kind of funny to listen to, and I can't fix it. I have to leave it the way it is. I can't slow it down. So, but I think for the hardcore Dawkins fans that like Dawkins music, I think it'll be a cool record to buy to show the growth of Dawkins from 1978, 79, 1980, 1981, 1982. You know, and I think it'll be a cool record to buy. And when I know what the title's going to be, I'll let you guys know. All right. Sounds like a plan. I'm going to call it a mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you ought to just or, call it. Maybe you ought to just call it something from the dysfunctional release from the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning, it's not. No, I'm gonna call it. It's from the beginning. It's not my fault. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of cool because, at my age and my career of forty years, when I hear when I heard the old songs in the studio, and I hear the lyrics and the melodies, and I'm playing most of the guitars on these. Um, it was before George's time. George was, I, I hadn't even met George yet when I did these songs. Um, it's interesting to just hear where my head was at. And everybody in the studio says, 
man, your guitar souls are Barry, Schenker, Uli John Roth, early Scorpions, Fly the Rainbow, uh, a little bit of Richie Blackmore. And I said, well, that's what I was cutting my teeth on then, you know? So when they hear it, they'll hear that my souls are very Blackmore, you know, not that I'm anywhere near, you know, as good as those guys. Those are my heroes, Richie and Uli and Michael Schenker. But I had forgotten about these songs for 38 years. And when I heard my solos, John goes, dude, you sound like you sound like you're playing like something with the fly of the rainbow or something. And I go, yeah, it is very European, Eastern, you know, Scorpion-esque, you know, European style. I didn't realize how how influenced I was. Even That was even before I met the Scorpions. Became really good friends with them. So I think people will dig it. I think people will dig it. So right now, all I want to do is just get better. And, uh, and if I can't pull off these three shows, uh, we'll take it from there. But <laughs> I, I, have, I have to be... I have to have a, like the doctor said, it's all positive attitude and it's all about your brain rewiring the nerves and reconnecting them to your body and, you know, because we cut all these freaking spinal nerves and that's why you were all screwed up, you know, the first month. And But I've gone from a wheelchair to a walker to a cane to, like you said, I was at the show and I was on and I was on my own two feet and I was fine for four hours getting drunk at the bars. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was always a big fan of Evil Knievel and one of the things that he always talked about uh, as far as doing his jumps and recovering from the accidents he may have had is always having a positive mental attitude. And I know you have that because I know you practice uh um your Buddhist uh, beliefs and, you know, yeah. you're very spiritual in that way. So I think you're, I, I know you're going to do well. Yeah. It's all a state of mind. And, you know, I'm actually very lucky that, you know, where I live on my, uh, mountaintop, have you been to in the middle, you know, my house is in the middle of nowhere up on a mountain, you know, secluded and nobody around me and just trees and, and, but right next to my property, there's a Buddhist monastery and, they're open to the public and I just I'm going I'm gonna go over there and just try to focus spiritually and focus my mind and stay positive and try to negate the depression because when you're when you're injured and you're hurt you do get depression you know and, and it's frustrating so I'm gonna be hanging out there a lot and just try to fight it you know and but I think the best thing for me is get my ass out back on the road, and that'll be my happiness. That's that'll be my happy place. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, buddy. I'm let you get back to your show. All right. Well, and, uh, I, I think uh, I think a good way to end this, uh, you know, little discussion. Of course, you know, dysfunctional is my favorite uh, disc, and uh, I think uh, I and think mine. I, and I think a good song uh, that kind of encapsulate this is "What Price." Boy, you ain't kidding. Um, yeah, and you know that was a it's a it's a good metal song. It's heavy. It's in your face. Uh, it's just a cool song. And you know, Mick and I wrote that together. So I give kudos to Mick. I, I haven't seen him in a while. I hope Mick's doing well. And and what price? Yeah, what price for life? What price for love? What price for anything? What what are we willing to pay? to go forward, you know, and that's what basically that song's about, you know. 
Absolutely. All right, Don, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, stay on that tread, yes. stay on that uh, bike and those treadmills and uh, you know, you'll be you'll be back to 100% no time. Yep, I sit on the bike and I watch these really happy shows every day like ID channel. <laughs> I just realized I watched this, you know, like Snapped and the Killer Couples. Why is it I should have probably even say it. It seems like it's always the women that want to kill their husbands for their insurance money. And I'm like, it, it, it just boggles my mind that somebody will, you've seen that show. These people will kill you for a dollar. Of course. You know? And I watch I it. And I, and I don't know why I watch it. I just, I think it's because I'm thinking better them than me. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. All right, buddy. Love you. Take care. And I'll see you in a few weeks. All right, Don. All right, here it is. It's Dockin' from Dysfunctional, and this is Wet Price exclusively here on your Classic Metal Show.